Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that allows you to take control of your mind and your mindset and go forward and build the life you want. My name is Patrick Strevens, and through this show, I want to take you on a journey. Uh, it's my journey to peace of mind. It's my journey to a better life. It's my journey of becoming, and uh, I'm glad to have you along, and I hope to hear about your journey as well. I'll never tell you how to think. I'll never tell you what to do, how to act, what to eat. Um, instead, I would rather share with you the things that I've done in my life um, that have made a difference for me. And I'd love to hear the same uh, from those of you listening. And more importantly, we're going to talk to some real interesting guests along the way who've done the same thing and who are building the life they want. Um, if you're listening to this show, watching this show, thank you. Uh, and I would imagine that you came to this show wondering if a better life for you is possible. I can tell you that it is true. Better is possible. And it has to start with that thought. You have to believe that better is possible. And I'm living proof of that. And I had a fairly easy start. I was still able to build a better life. And there's many people that I've talked to uh, who, who would say the same. But number one step for you is to believe that better is possible. So over the last year and a half, I was doing a podcast called the North Bank Media Podcast. And now what the hell is the North Bank Media Podcast about, you may ask? And that's a fair question, uh, because the title of the, epi of the show really does nothing, uh, <laughs> really does nothing to explain what the show was about. And the show itself had very little structure. Uh, but what it allowed me to do was have, uh, you know, close to 100 conversations um, with a hundred different individuals. In fact, there was a few repeat guests, but um, I was able to do 110 episodes in about a year and a half. Um, and maybe then the generic title was fitting and I could go into the explanation of why it was titled as such, but I think the point being was that the North Bank Media Podcast was a personal project for me and I'll always consider it a success because the number one reason I started that podcast was to figure out what I thought. That's a big task. That's a pretty open-ended sort of journey. And I'm still not there, but I suppose what I found out about what I thought, well, before I get to that, let me tell you what this episode is going to do for you right now. This episode is going to, again, explain what the hell the North Bank Media Podcast was, where I'm at today, and where we're going together with this new show, Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. This episode, most importantly, is also going to give you three things that you could start doing today to improve the quality of your life. Now, those three things will come at the price of a little bit of a story, so bear with me. I'll, I'll try to make it interesting. Three things that you can do today that are pretty much free, as far as I can tell. It'll cost your time, of course, but what else would you rather spend your time on? I also want to lay out where we're going and what you can expect from this show going forward as we round out 2022 and, and head hard into 2023. So it was about April 27th of this year when I was getting close to the end of my run with the North Bank Media Podcast. I had a gentleman on the show named Jahan Satower. You can look him up. He's all over social media. He's got his own podcast. Uh, he's on the internet. He's on his own website. God, I sound like I was about 75 years old there. He's on the internet, folks. Jahan Satower, you can look him up. He's based in the Barbados. And he gave me the single most uh, important piece of advice that I have received, maybe since my parents taught me how to walk. And I really mean that. Um, 
You can go back and listen to episode 108. I've left it up in the archive of the North Bank Media Podcast. And Jahan talked to me about mindful breathing. And in fact, that's the number one, or I would say the first of three things that I'd like to share with you to improve your life. Mindful breathing. Now, I'm no doctor. Certainly not. I'm a, I'm a cameraman, actually, by trade. Video producer, director. I work in the film industry. And this podcast is kind of a, a side hustle, let's say. A passion project. Point being, whatever I say on this show has worked for me or not, or I'll be honest about those, <laughs> the difference. Whatever I've done on this show, whatever I've learned has worked for me. I'm not expecting you to do it. I'm not expecting you to even believe that it's true. But I can tell you that mindful breathing has changed my life. Okay, so what is mindful breathing? Truth is, breathing is the thing we probably do most in our, in our lives, in our waking lives anyway. So you might as well be doing it right. So uh, Jahan explained to me quite simply that breathing does not occur on the level of the nose, but in fact, it occurs on the level of the diaphragm back here or down here. Diaphragm is a muscle. You need to expand the diaphragm and expand the gut below. And that's going to cause air to rush in. Feel it rush in through your nose. Feel it brush the back of your throat and fill your lungs. Hold it a moment. And exhale the same way by pushing from the diaphragm. I said, Jahan, I have to now breathe like this. And he said, every breath for the rest of your life. <laughs> so... You know, we finished up the podcast. I said, thank you, goodbye. Um, and I went for a walk that evening and I must have looked like I was, I don't know, that I'd been, that I'd fallen out of an airplane or something because I was relearning how to walk and how to breathe. <laughs> but by the end of that walk, my goodness, did I feel good. I felt great. I felt the, the rush of oxygenated blood throughout my whole system. But more importantly, more importantly, when we mindfully take control of breathing, because if you're not breathing numerous times a minute, you're not going to make it very long. So when we use our mind to take control of our breathing, a lot of the mindless, anxious thoughts that are not related to what we're doing in our lives will slowly ebb away. So I would encourage you now to take a moment and mindfully take control of your breath. And it won't be easy. I mean, there's still times. There's probably been times in this podcast already where I've been, you know, mouth breathing or breathing in a shallow way. But take a moment. Feel your breath and feel nothing else. Now go forward with that in mind and see. See. Just see if that helps. And let me know. Because the truth is, and one thing that I've learned for myself, I guess at least, so when I say the truth is, I mean the truth for me, I'm speaking my truth on this show as much as I hate that cliche. Uh, it may be fairly useful going forward. My truth, your truth. Is there a rational truth out there? A metaphysical truth in the sky, a platonic form? I'd say no, but we can argue about that later. When you take control of your breathing, you can also then begin to take mindful control of your posture, right? Shoulders back, chest open. Chin up, tongue resting on the roof of your mouth. Not when you're talking, that's tough to do. What I found is that when we mindfully control our breath and our posture, 
that signals to some other level of our brain. And again, here's where my C plus in, bi in the biology of psychology uh, shows. But when we, when we physically, mindfully take control of our posture, comforting, breathing deeply, calming, that signals on some level of the brain, a lower level of the brain and the nervous system perhaps, that there is no danger. And yet when you're hunched over, breathing shallow, that signals to your brain on some level that there must be some kind of danger that we're hiding from. Now, again, this is my understanding of it, and this has been my experience. So then, in the comfort of the modern world, when there is really nothing to be afraid of, the brain starts to go to anxious and depressed thoughts. Well, surely there's a problem. What's the problem? Let me start running through all the problems in my life. Remember that time I, oh God, tomorrow I have to, oh boy, I'm never going to cry. I'm not getting paid enough of this job, you know. Oh man, I, why am I wasting my time doing this podcast telling people how to breathe? Right? You can take control of those anxious thoughts and that is really, really something that this show is going to hammer on. Not right now because I know you've got things to do and we've got a lot more to get through. But you can control your mind and you can control your anxious thoughts and improve the quality of your life through breathing and posture. So how about that? I gave you a bonus. The first thing I would say for you to do right now, if you're looking to live a better life, just breathe, man. Mindfully take control of your breathing and your posture. And I think, I think, I think that that was a, uh, probably the right place for me to stop because uh, with the North Bank Media Podcast, I mean, because, you know, Jahan really blew my mind with that. And what I had said from the outset was that the North Bank Media Podcast was a way for me to find out what I thought. And as I said, that's a very open-ended and sort of, uh, well, I would say unending journey, truly. But what I thought and what I found out through talking to people and through really thinking about life was that there is no great rational truth to be found outside of myself. No talking head on TV, no podcast, no book, no blog, no think piece, certainly no tweet has the truth, has the answer. There is no silver bullet, as a guest on my show famously said. There is no one-size-fits-all solution. Now, does that suddenly mean that, okay, I've accepted that everything out there in the culture, so to speak, is some form of messaging or programming, or at the very least, it's somebody else's story about something, right? It's communication. There's always something lost in all those levels. Does that suddenly mean, well, now I can say, there's no great rational truth. I'm an expert in everything. I can do brain surgery. I can launch a rocket. I can buy Twitter. No, I don't, I don't think that's the case. What it meant was that I need to learn to trust myself and my own judgment and my own intuition. And I talked a little bit, I talked a lot about intuition with uh, a couple of gals on some older episodes of the North Bank Media Podcast. You can find episodes 107 and 109 with uh, Brittany Contessa and Ashley Melke, respectively, and they call it women's intuition. They had a lot to say about intuition, I'll tell you that. Instead of combing the world for meaning, I had to make meaning for myself. I had to avoid the trap of ideology, of dogma, of being prescribed a way to think. 
I do avoid the trap of what French writer Albert Camus called philosophical suicide. And we'll talk more about Albert in a moment. More importantly, I learned that I no longer had to farm out my understanding of things to the opinions of other people, journalists, some of the worst, politicians, <laughs> journalists, politicians, podcasters, talking heads on TV, streamers, my neighbor, my parents. It's a lonely, it's a lonely, lonely place to be when you decide to think for yourself, but it's empowering. I had to listen to my own voice. So when I, when I sought or when I went to seek what it is that I think, the truth was that I realized that I had all the answers already. Now, it may require a lot of thinking and a lot of work, but I could get to the answers I needed myself. What if inside me there was an endless stream, an expanding universe, and the potential to connect to God that I wasn't listening to because I was too busy listening to the voices of others. So essentially what then happened was I, it came time to hit the pause button on the North Bank Media Podcast. It was a great way to meet people. It was a lot of fun to do, but it was a lot of work. And the work wasn't necessarily paying off. So around... You know, I would say early to mid-July of this year, paused it. Met some great guys out of England who are helping me now revamp this podcast, help me getting the branding, the SEO, all those things. Shouts out to Anthony at Get More Listeners. Um, I want to create something of value. You know, I, I use this podcast as networking. It's a way to meet people and offer my services to them. So I want, to, I want them to know that there's an audience for it. And so to, to, to build an audience, you need to really craft your message. So I was incredibly blessed this summer to take a good portion of July and August off. I spent a lot of time sunbathing. I spent a lot of time meditating. And I spent a lot, a lot of time writing about myself. Now, it's interesting because when you go down this road of, of, of self-development and of self-control, mindset, um, crafting let's say mindset work it is all about you and i would caution that if you are going to go down that road to also you know don't get too into yourself right like don't get too high off your own scent so to speak you know make time to socialize with others to bring that good energy to bring those that, that which you're learning um to the world to the market and bring it to bear on your relationships with others you know but i suppose I suppose that what happened first was that I found myself going back to the French writer, Albert Camus. And Albert Camus, his philosophy of absurdism. There is no great rational truth in this cold, uncaring universe, Camus said. And it's the human need for meaning that creates this feeling of absurdity. The ridiculous nature of life reveals itself. And I'm not quoting him directly here. The ridiculous nature of life reveals itself if you step back and realize that truly we're all operating based on our own understanding of what's important, our assumptions. To create or to commit philosophical suicide is to say that that's true and that's what's important. That's what it is. That's what God is. 
Instead, Camus realized that there is no God, per se. There is no anthropomorphic creator, as talked about in all the holy texts. And yet the holy texts hold such truth, don't they? But they're representations. They're idols. They're the edited word of God. I'm getting away from Camus a bit here. This is my own uh, work, let's say. So in a world, in a universe where there's no inherent meaning, there's no rational truth coming down upon us, that leaves it to us to make meaning. I get to choose what's important. Camus said, In the depths of winter, I found within me an invincible summer. So then I realized, well, okay, I, I think that works for me. I, I, I'll believe that. And I'm not going to force it on you. I'm not going to force it on anybody else here. But then I guess if it's up to me to make meaning, I better do a little bit of work on myself. I better get to know myself. Who is this guy that's making meaning for me? Because he's had his fair share of ups and downs, traumas, blind spots. If this guy's choosing the path, we better have a conversation with this guy. Now I sound a little bit, I'm not going to say schizophrenic, but truly, truly I had to get to know myself. That was what resulted from 110 episodes of podcasting. I enjoyed talking to all those people, learning what I learned, but the truth was I needed to get to know myself. So when it came to what did I think, I think I, I think I need to get to know myself a lot better. So when I stripped away all those external uh, influences, you know, when I started saying, well, whatever I see on Twitter, whatever I read in the paper, whatever I, uh, whatever I see or hear on a podcast, whatever my parents tell me, whatever my neighbor tells me, it's just, it's a sea of noise, truly. And it's not any disrespect to any of those people. But I cannot any longer farm out the truth or farm out meaning to the words of anybody else. So when I started stripping that away, when I started really putting myself first, I realized, man, am I dumb. Like, really dumb. Like, I have a hard time formulating an opinion about almost anything. I still don't know how to feel about the, uh, the old... Uh, you know, the jabs they were given out. I still don't know how to feel about the entire narrative around the last couple of years. I still don't know necessarily what to say about um, the state of politics in my country. I sure don't, I sure couldn't put together a coherent statement on any sports league. I couldn't put together a coherent statement on the stock market, and yet I have forty, fifty thousand dollars invested in it. And then you go to you realize truly what I realize is so much of what we talk about is is programmed in us culturally. And you can listen to more about cultural programming on my episode with Jahan Satower, uh, episode one hundred eight of the North Bank Media podcast. So then it became obvious to me that. If so much of it is noise and cultural programming, it's actually taking me away from myself. So that led me to actually the second and third thing that I need to suggest for you to do right now to improve the quality of your life. Journaling. 
keeping a journal. And if you are now saying, I'm not a good writer, I'll say you're right because you don't write. Start writing. Write three lines. Sit down and write three lines. Today I woke up, didn't feel so good, had a shit, went to work, God, I hate my boss, came home, drank myself to death, almost went to sleep. I'm not saying that's your life. I'm just saying, start writing your story. And don't tell me you don't have a story. Anyway, here I go. I'm ranting, telling you how to live your life. But if you came to this show and you're looking for things to do to improve your life, the second one I would say, without question, I guess second only to breathing, only because we need breathing to survive, would be journaling. Keep a journal. Write down what you did every day. At least that's what I do. Because. Because, my friend. When you can go back and read a month, a year, five years of your life like a story. See all the places you went right. All the places you went wrong. The power that you now have to change your destiny. Is increased infinite because you can see I always did this and that always followed and then I felt like crap or hey I'm getting really good at doing this and things are really improving in that area of my life otherwise you're wheeling through life I mean do you remember what you did last week what'd you have for lunch last Tuesday what did you say to your coworker there two weeks ago I can honestly tell you that writing my own story, finding my voice, changed my life and gave me the power to live a better life, period. I was able to see that I wasn't doing enough or that I was doing too much of the wrong stuff, that I spent my time thinking about the wrong things quite often. In your journal, you will find yourself. And it will allow you to live a better life, no question. So, as I began this process of stripping away external influences, less, less consumption of news, of social media, of less stock put in other people's opinions, uh, less willing to jump into a conversation and try to be right about the COVID or about <laughs> whatever was going on, um, I found that there was still a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of noise going on in my head. And I, I don't mean like voices in my head, although they take, in some ways, they behave like voices, thoughts, anxious thoughts, pushing me into the future, pushing me towards a problem that wasn't such a problem, casting me back to the future when I made mistakes and did wrong by other people. Enter the third and final task for you to start today was meditation. And I know, I know, you thought, did this guy really just tell me to do breath work, journaling, and meditation? Is that the secret? Everybody in the self-development and mindset space probably says that. But if you're skeptical, you're probably not doing them, are you? And if you don't like meditation, try prayer. If you don't like prayer, try doing voice notes on your phone. Because what it's about is controlling the voices and the thoughts and the flow that's going on up here. 
It's a process that I've come to call selving. Well, I don't call it. Well, I do call it that. <laughs> uh, there was a poet many, 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 many years ago that my mother often refers to, Hopkins, who talked about selving. That's what this show's about. You can see it in the art. You can see it in the cover art. Striving to an ideal. That ideal lives in you. At least that's the argument I'm making. <laughs> uh, one final note on that. Uh, the process of selving through meditation. Um, meditation is, the, uh, is, is a centering process. It's a, it's, well, it's many things for many people, and I am by no means an expert, but for me, quietly, lie down. You can have some meditation woo-woo music going if you like. Close your eyes. Do the deep breathing. Just close your eyes and breathe. Thoughts will come. Allow those thoughts to finish and then carry on. Center yourself. You don't have to immediately cut the thought off. I like to let myself at least finish the thought. See where it came from. You know, you're lying there. God, I didn't cut the lawn today, did I? No, you didn't. But you could, you could cut it tomorrow, right? Yeah, or you could cut it later this week. Does it really matter? Nah. Let your thoughts finish. You know, because in this process of selving, getting to know myself, let's say, continuing to become myself through meditation, through listening to the voices in my head, letting them talk, and then putting them in their place. Through that process, I've come to love myself more. I've come to find someone that I actually wanted to take care of. I would say, if you're coming to this show looking for a better life, I would first ask you, do you want a better life for yourself? Do you think that you deserve a better life? Or are you just egotistically wanting to be better than the guy down the block? Part of wanting a better life and building a better life, in my experience, is learning to love yourself. Learning to find that maybe your life is not really that bad after all. But if you're always beating yourself up, always going, 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 without much thought as to where or what or what even just happened and here I go again. Learn to love yourself. And that's not easy because we've all made just egregious mistakes. I, I continue to make them. <laughs> I'm sure you do too. But you have to love yourself. That's the key. And it sounds crazy, maybe, but it shouldn't. You love somebody, don't you? And you don't even really know them. You just know what you think you know about them. Your partner, your spouse, your parents, grandparents, friends, brothers, sisters, cousins. Isn't that just a projection in your mind of what you think they are? And yet you love them. So why not love the person you know most intimately? And if you don't know yourself that intimately, like I found that I did, not, that's the process that we're going to go on together on this show. So again, the three things that you can do right now to improve the quality of your life, mindfully take control of your breathing and your posture. Start writing your story in a journal. Write 50 words tonight. Write 20 words tonight. Then write 100 words tomorrow. Every day, make time, sit down and write. You'll find your voice. If you don't know what to write, I would say simply, simply write 
what happened in your life. And when the moment comes to interject with how you felt or what you thought or what maybe you should or shouldn't have done, take that liberty and write it in. Go back and tell your life like a story. And then after 30 days of doing that, go back and read it. And tell me that that doesn't change your life or blow your mind or both. <laughs> and lastly, continue becoming yourself. Undertake a process of selving. Listen to your thoughts. Speak your thoughts. Write your thoughts. Or do all three. Lay back and meditate. Let those thoughts come. See where they come from. And then allow them to recede. I'm looking forward to going down this road with you, man. Woman, whoever you are. We're going to build a better life through this show. Period. Um, I've got a great episode in the can with a really interesting gal. Uh, she goes by the name of Blind Charity. Um, she currently has a day job. Um, although in the past she's worked as an exotic dancer, an OnlyFans creator. Um, beautiful woman. And by the way, she has very, very limited vision due to a brain injury that she suffered uh, some years ago. Uh, so she had a lot to say about getting through life with such a, such a disability and such a disadvantage. And yet, in some ways, you almost wouldn't, wouldn't uh, see it that way for her. Um, but she's always quick to remember that or remind you that it's there. Uh, but I really enjoyed talking to her. And that was a number of months ago, actually, before this show had taken shape. So it may not 100% fit the mold of what this show is going to be. But, uh, you know, she was, she was just, it was a great conversation that has to see the light of day. We're going to release that in two parts. Um, I'm bringing you along on this journey. I'm never going to tell you what to do, what to think, how to act. But I'm grateful you're here. This has been the first episode of Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. I'm Patrick Strevens, and I look forward to going on this journey with you.